What's up, everybody? This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, the legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, I'm joined by John Reeves and Henry Russell, founders of Russell Reeves Capital, a real estate investment firm that specializes in multifamily and apartment syndication, helping their investors create rapid wealth for financial freedom. Both John and Henry attended the Naval Academy together and launched their firm to help more veterans gain access to real estate investment opportunities in the multifamily space. For over a decade, John's been in the trenches of real estate, first as an agent, then business owner, and now tech entrepreneur. He understands firsthand the challenges and opportunities in the industry, which led him to join forces with Henry in 2020 after a new law passed allowing for more multifamily investment opportunities. On the show, John and Henry open up about the origins of their firm, their point of view when it comes to real estate, and some of the hard lessons that they've learned along the way. All right, Gunny, fire them up. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy and business coaching for veteran owned businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of dog whistle branding, founder of Ironbound Media and business coach at the Lions Pride. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a dog whistle brand. Saddle up, lock and load, John and Henry. It's a pleasure to finally have you both on Dog Whistle Brandon. What's going you on? You as well. John? Thanks a million. It's great to be here. Excited to uh, be on your podcast. Now, I've been following John for quite some time. I think it's probably been, John, I feel like you were on the internet probably around 2010 or so, or was it 2012? That's, it, That's when right when I left to- Yep. And, yeah, uh, you start to create content, start educating people on uh, real yep. estate opportunities. And then from afar, it seems like you've just built an amazing uh, empire, you know, grounded, grinded it out and made it happen. Yes, definitely uh, helped a lot of veterans, built something really good, targeted a niche that uh, I didn't have. I learned a lot about the VA loan after I was out of the military. So I helped a lot of people, not on the loan side, but on the real estate side, how to utilize it for success, especially in a market that's appreciating quickly like san diego i think since then over 2,000 veterans we've helped um in the san diego area so we had a tremendous amount of success doing it most importantly we had a lot of fun we changed a lot of lives for the better and um that's always a good thing i'll tell you i was looking at y'all's google reviews online people had nothing but positive things to say so i think that is a testament to the impact you're making for a lot of uh, a lot of your clients you know fact that they want to are willing to go online and just shout your names from the rooftop is, is pretty cool i appreciate that it's uh you know it's a blessing we can help veterans there's a i don't really believe we do a good job in the u.s military teaching people about financial savviness buying a home is an investment in your future and if you can do it with no money down in a neighborhood or a market where it's going to go up in value and appreciate yeah. and you can rent it for more than the mortgage i think that's a victory and I didn't learn about the VA loan. We give all kinds of classes on tuition assistance, um, GI Bill, VA benefits. But the greatest VA benefit we have is the VA loan. That is um, something that is not really discussed 
and it is a game changer in a lot of people's lives if it's utilized and leveraged correctly. Absolutely. And like all things, though, you can't do it alone. We got your boy Henry here, who's been one of your best friends for 27 years, Academy grads. How did you guys come together and realize like, hey, we can build a business first starting out, you know, in, in the real estate industry? Yeah, um, I'll take that one. Um, so John and I, um, you know, we've been close ever since we were plebes. And um, we basically had every class together at the Naval Academy somehow. And uh, our friendship and, and brotherhood was really forged there. Uh, as we both went into the service, um, we we stayed connected. We always traveled to see each other and um, just kept in tune with what we were doing. John used to come to I coached high school football when I got out of the uh, Navy and John would come to the games and be on the sidelines and be a big fan. I haven't talked to the team and and I always enjoyed having him give some some of his leadership and uh, mentorship to, to the young guys that I used to coach. And um, I was on a family vacation visiting him out here in San Diego. And uh, John said, hey, you know, would you I, I, I said, to John, I want to start my own business. And John said, well, would you go into business with me? And I didn't even I didn't even ask what that business was. I just said, yes. You know, I mean, John could have told me we're going to start a hot dog stand and I would be. Yep, I'm in, John. So let's do it. And, and that's just speaks to who John is and his personality and what he can accomplish. And so um, after we, I said I'm in, then we started talking about what the business will be. And, and it's, uh, you know, multifamily real estate and something that I think a lot of people in this um, country don't really understand how they can be a part of it. Um, most people think they have to buy a single home and that's how they can be in real estate. But um, John and I both uh, have done some multifamily in the past and we said, hey, let's let's do this together and create a business around multifamily and bring veterans, open that door to them to be able to invest in multifamily, give them another um, way to make money, um, get to retirement and, and achieve financial freedom. And so that's kind of how we decided to team up. Um, and then ever since then, it's just, you know, it's like being back at the academy again, just being brothers and find, finding ways to get things done. Now, did you start out going right after multifamily first or were you, was there uh, another, uh, you know, in the military, we like to say gain a foothold, right? Because yeah. obviously when you're dealing with multifamily and I'm curious to learn about you guys' business model on the outside looking in, I know there's a lot of syndicates that are popping up to get people to be able to invest in multifamily real estate, like as a group. But initially you guys were starting out as like real estate, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so. I was in real estate from 2010, right when I got out of the Marine Corps. Um, and I actually still own that that organization. Um, it runs itself at this point, so I'm very little interaction there. Um, but I started in real estate. And as that business grew, I think my first full year in real estate, I did 29, uh, helped 29 people buy homes. And then that was 2012 and then move on to 2019. 477. So had relatively rapid growth and success. It's a values-based organization and we use scale and models and things we could repeat and replicate. Then I decided when I bought my first multifamily that I had been buying single families the whole time. I was doing great at it. I was, bought my first one after I got out of the Iraq uh, 2007 but I wanted to really go into multifamily when I started learning more about it. And I jumped into duplexes, threeplexes, and then 
then I helped veterans do it when the law changed out here in San Diego and allowed you to enclose certain parts of un, or unlivable space in your home. You could enclose it and convert it to livable space. So I would help veterans go out and buy a threeplex that had two garages. So it went from three unit to a five unit. Um, and the great thing about that is they're putting no money down on the down payment. So they were able to leverage a very, very low entry point or low entry level investment and produce a substantial return on that investment. So I did that 53 times where we help people buy duplexes, threeplexes or four, and then we enclosed units. And in doing so, I learned the ins and outs. I learned the lessons, uh, what are the pitfalls, how to never uh, pay for something twice and what to spot. So I really learned the, the road. And then there was rumblings in 2019 that they were going to change the law in California and allow you to enclose the same type of spaces in multifamily, meaning five units or more. And got some really qualified intel that that would be happening. And that's when Henry, I reached out to Henry and asked him if it would start. And January of 2020 is when that actually went to, went live. So we were postured to jump in. I had the experience. I had the contacts. I know San Diego neighborhoods. We actually did not intend to start in San Diego. That was, we were waiting on that to come to fruition. I actually wanted to go out down to Texas because of the incredible growth. It's my home state. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, God bless Texas, right? Like, I mean, who, yeah, I'm not, from Texas. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yes. So you understand. Uh, we we're going to do it in Texas. And then immediately after Henry and I started working together, he left his job. COVID hit. So we had literally been formed the business and eight days or seven days later, COVID hit. He had just quit a job at a hedge fund he'd been with since 2009. So he was cursing my name and he still does, but not over that. But I, uh, that's when he made the pivot from Texas. So, well, Texas is not doing so well. And let's do something here in California where we can uh, leverage experience, leverage relationships, leverage markets that I am well aware of street to street. And that's exactly what we did. Now, there's a lot of people who were very nervous and afraid during COVID. We literally punched on the gas, did five acquisitions during the COVID year. And we were taking advantage of the opportunity where everyone else saw the CNN numbers of death toll every day. And they were huddled in their houses. You know, we went out and we bought property. So five of them and we got better deals because people were thinking there was the end of the world coming. And we just happened to pick up some great opportunities. So that really kickstarted our business. We did four or five that year. And then the next year we jumped into another 12 and when you start seeing how fast you can help a veteran, because that's who we built the company for our fellow veterans and people like us who are not accredited. You know, I wasn't accredited when I was in the Marine Corps. I didn't become a credit investor until like 2015. And it took me five years to, to get there. But there's a lot of people who could take advantage of these investments that we believe should have that opportunity. So we don't necessarily focus only on accredited. We have, we set aside this business for our friends who are still in, who we know can benefit from it. The difference is they're not having to go out and buy their own property, get a loan, have all the risk. They're allowing the, the project managers, us, who I am a general contractor. I used to own a property management company. I built it, sold it. They're relying on the people who know how to do it 
essentially it's like Christopher Columbus. We'll take the risk of sailing, just provide us some capital, and then we'll name the uh, the new world after you. So that's literally what we do. We are the project managers. We take all the risk, and then the investor is only limited by the money that they put in. So, however, we have money in it right next to them, and we treat their money just like ours. So it's an easy decision. It's very easy when you're looking at it from the eyes of, I'm buying this with other people, not just we're using people's money to buy like a lot of syndicates do. So we put our own money next to every single one of our investors. And as a result, we all do well together. So we are growing that business. It's grown way faster last year. This time of the year, we had two projects that were uh, in contract right now. We have 14. So we seven oh, wow. X. Um, and the only reason we have 14 is because Henry put a choke chain around me and said, stop, chill, relax, relax. Got to wait for logistics to catch up. So, uh, well, I appreciate you clarifying things for us here. Um, man, that's great. And there's a lot that you said too. First of all, during the pandemic, that was when I launched Ironbound Media. And I'm convinced there's never a time to do what you want, right? There's never like this perfect moment to like start a business or write a book or launch that podcast. You know, sometimes you got to make a decision and you got to do the work. And uh, here you guys are. And so what's interesting to me, too, I think it was a smart move. You know, I'm a brand guy. So your decision to stay you know, on the West Coast, being able to leverage a lot of those relationships, that veteran connection, it sounds to me like that's a moat around your business. And one, uh, you know, when I, when I coach a lot of entrepreneurs, we're always trying to compete in these different spaces yes. instead of saying like, hey, where do we already bring to the fight? That yeah, makes it yeah. difficult for someone to, you know, get access to our investor pool, et cetera. And even you two just being academy guys, like there's a reason veterans like doing business with each other is because we intrinsically like know each other. You know, you guys know each other 27 years. Like business is so much about building trust and credibility. And so, you know, when you're able to spend time and do business with people you like already know and have an enormous amount of trust for, I just feel like it. Uh, it's just a win-win situation all around. Agreed. Yeah, it's been, a, I mean, that's been a, probably the biggest part of, our early success is just having that familiarity with each other, um, the complete trust, knowing that every decision we make, we, we know we're not going to agree on everything, but we know at the end of the day, we both have the same interest at, at, at heart. And so when we don't agree on something, you know, we can get through that without saying, yeah. oh, this is, I can't work with you or this make, you know, I mean, there's, of course, there's, there's arguments or disagreements, that's just life. And, but when you know that the person on the other side is, you know, your back, he's got your back and he's making decisions that he feels is best. And I'm making decisions I feel is best because yeah. we have the same end goal in mind. And that's, you know, do the right thing at all times. So, um, you know, that's, I agree with you. That's definitely been something that's, I'd say propelled us into a rapid growth just because sure. when you have complete trust and almost truthfully, almost blind faith in each other yeah. that the other guy's doing the right thing and, and we're going to do this together and, and do it the right way. So what's been the hardest part thus far? I know you said stuff's breaking at the seams. You're growing rapidly. So what are some of the challenges you guys are facing now? So I'll, I'll take that one on. That's good. So we have very different personality types, um, which, you know, if you're familiar with rocket fuel, which I'm sure you coach uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, you understand visionary and, and integrator. And that's really probably the, or that is the biggest challenge is I'm used to, having my own company. So it's my decision, go execute. And um, now that I have an integrator uh, who is also my best friend, brother, 
uh, his parents are basically my parents. Mine have all my parents have all passed. So his parents are really mine. And I want to go do something immediately. I have to like throttle back and then explain to Henry, like, this is what I want to do. And he's like, well, justify it. And so not ever having that before has been a challenge. And, you know, it's when you have different personality types, which is exactly what you need um, in an organization, one person's the vision, let's go over the next hill. The other person's like, okay, the right now, the systems, the process, the integration, um, the stability is important. So that's been my number one challenge. Um, and also, you know, Henry came to this with a very institutional way of looking at things. And I do not have that same institutional way of looking at things. So I find that that middle ground has been uh, it was a huge challenge for me, you know, running ReefPoint, running the construction company, selling that, the property management, the tech company, all those things were full throttle, make my own decisions, execute. And then now it's like execute, but wait, uh, you know, talk to Henry about it. And there's, you, you realize how many, how many lessons that you have learned along the way and how much just knowledge that you have that you take for granted. Like I'll say, well, we're doing this. He's like, well, why? I'm like, oh, you're right. So it's about making sure that your partner understands the whole inside outside of it too, because that's the reason the decisions are made. But you realize when you've done business for 10 years, how much, how many jewels that you have in your, in your satchel. And there's a lot of them. And it's just, you learn because you do it. And that's probably one of the biggest is I'm imparting all those things. You know, I wish I could download it to him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll start talking about something. He's like, wait, wait, what are you talking about? Oh, that's right. So I have to, and not, not realizing that I'm uh, completely discussing something that I learned by bleeding through it. <laughs> and so that, that's, that would, that's been my number one challenge. So, uh, you know, when you speak different languages, um, coming together and uniting, you know, that was always, uh, and still is a challenge. We, we get through it because we're best friends, but it, I mean, it's will always be some type of challenge, just different mindsets. Man, I appreciate you sharing. And that's so real, right? Because you're right. Like for the entrepreneur, like a lot of us, like we understand it's just sausage making. So when you come out of like institutional, there's like refined systems and processes and everything. But for the entrepreneur, you're just out there making up as you go, picking up the pieces along the way. But integrators do have that uh, ability to make stuff repeatable, you know, really yeah. get it dialed in. And for me, I've already seen the growth in my own business putting a COO, you know, upgrade my executive assistant to be COO and say, hey, build this machine that runs Ironbound Media and keep me in my zone of genius, which is creating the content on this podcast, talking to founders and stuff, et cetera. And then also, you know, like you say, those personalities um, that, it, that can be a total challenge. Um, in terms of how you're showing up to the marketplace, right? Now, John, I know like you were very visible in your real estate company. Like you said, you're always doing workshops and everything. How have you applied those lessons to uh, the capital business? So we really have not yet. I mean, every time I've made a post on Facebook, we get about seven people who want to invest. <laughs> so uh, all from my own sphere. It's just what we're doing now is refining processes because we have about 307 investors. That, um, and that's the way we started raising money. It was like, well, let's start calling. I think the first seven, eight calls were like, Hey, uh, we got an investment. Once you like, John, tell me where to wire the money. I'm in, I don't care what it is. Just I'm like, just send me the wire instructions. 
So that was like the first, I don't know, probably 10, 15 mm -hmm. investors were just that simple. And then 16 on, we're like, all right, now we got to give them a presentation. So we, uh, you know, it, now we're into the sphere of influence that we have. We're really in the process of refining everything before we go into, I know what happens when I start marketing and start the program out and start giving the seminars. It'll, we'll have more investors and we have product to give to them. So um, we're waiting until we get to a little bit more advanced, which is probably about, truthfully 90 to 120 days. And then we can turn on and release the floodgates because you have to make sure everything is what I've learned <laughs> is you have to make sure all the track is laid and that all the systems are in place, all the rules of engagement, or at least 90% of them, um, because it can get, I did get really thrown off track when my real estate business, when I started generating too much business and, uh, it literally almost collapsed on itself in 2014. I built it up with way too many people coming in that I couldn't even support. So I had to go out and hire agents. I hired quickly. So I didn't have the same diligence process for hiring and got up to 14 agents. And then I got rid of every single one of them in November, including my sister-in-law. So Thanksgiving was awkward for a few years. Uh, oh, so, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just business, you know, it is business only. So but I got rid of every one of them and I started back over from the ground up because I looked at myself and realized like, I, why did I hire these people? They don't have the same values as me. I didn't do enough research. I didn't dig deep enough. And then I went back to the same way the Marine Corps recruits. It's very different than the way the Army, Navy, and the Air Force. It's just, it's just different. So I started recruiting people who were more with the same values, beliefs, and principles. And when I started doing that, that's when real estate business just took off. So now knowing that lesson, everyone in the business now is in this business and Russell Reeves Capital is an absolute professional with extreme experience. Uh, I think we have five valedictorians. I think I looked around. I definitely have the lowest GPA of anyone in the business um, by a lot. And, um, and I hire people who are way smarter than me. My executive assistant is smarter. Everyone in this business is far smarter than I am. And I love that because they have the answers and I can be armed for what's the next island to go take. But making the values set first, then laying the track, that is really where we're hammering in now. So we can literally, once we turn on that spigot, it becomes, take it, you know, put the fish in the boat, filet, boat and we know that we're going to make investors a lot of money. Some of our people make 20%, 25% a year, which where else, where else can get that kind of return? Um, and then we, we even have investments. We guarantee that if we don't make a certain return, we'll pay them the difference because we're, we just we that much confidence in the product. And we have a reserve in place in case anything goes wrong and they're getting a fixed set amount guaranteed, or uh, we'll literally pay them the difference between what we promise and what they get. And, that's a game changer because there's no one out there in this industry who is willing to put their money where their mouth is. So you said something I, I thought was real interesting because I used to think values and core purpose and all that stuff was like hokey pokey until you start, you know, really start getting a lot of clients. You start bringing team members on and this stuff is super important because it does set, it does set the left and right lateral limits of your business. You know, Seth Godin says the best people like us do things like this. And he's not just talking about like, 
you know, your team internally. He's also talking about like the type of clients we work with. I call them like our perfect customers. Cause yep. like, there's a lot of clients you can work with that can be pain in the asses versus like, Hey, if you work with us, this is our culture. This is how we do things. So knowing what you've learned before, like you said, uh, busting at the seams in the first business, how have you been thinking about intentionally applying these, this culture as is like Henry, y'all writing out the core values on a whiteboard. Take us through that process. Yeah. Um, that's what, when we decided we were going to, we we're going to execute on this business. I said, uh, Henry, I'm coming to your house. We're just going to stay there for about 10 days and we're going to build this thing out. And we, I went to uh, Baltimore, Maryland and was there for 10 straight days. And we literally built the website. We built incorporated business plan, business map, value, pro all the things we needed to do. And of course your mission, vision, values, and principles were part of that. And we literally looked at each other and said, what are our, what's, what's our values? And I didn't do this in my first business. It was, I was five years in like, dude, what are my business values? And again, like you, I thought, ah, it doesn't really matter. That was just the Marine Corps. That was just the Navy. Uh, I we realized very quickly that when we set the values the right way, you attract the right people. And then you have a decision-making process that any decision made goes through the lens of our value system. And so now we don't have to make every decision. In fact, we have to make very few because anyone who's making decision for the organization first looked at integrity, performance, wealth, and freedom. And now they're saying, does it meet? Does it go through our value system? Does it meet all those criteria? Does it, is everything done this way? But we sat down, did that together. We created our mission, our vision. What do we really want? What are we going to do? Everything was in, done with intention. And again, Henry is questioning me sometimes, like, why are we doing it this way? I'm like, because I had to fire my sister-in-law. <laughs> so, yes, you learn valuable lessons. And really the culture, I was able to create a, an amazing culture at ReefPoint Real Estate because it was value-driven. Once I had to let everyone go, I gave them all the opportunity to go grow elsewhere. <laughs> and we started from the ground up. It was a culture and it was a value and we were values driven. And I watched the business go the year before I had 14 agents in 14 and 15, I had four agents and we did 131 transactions. The previous year we did 90 or 85 transactions. So we went way more with less happier clients and it was a values based system. And that's the same way that we applied it here. And now when we were hiring, of course, I have a specific hiring that I created with a whole bunch of different modalities and it is all about beliefs and values. And we send nine personality assessments to people who want to join. So we know who they are, what their values are, and are they going to be a team fit? Because we, we know about the triad of hiring anybody is, can they do the job? Will they do the job? And then lastly, are they a team fit? Can they? Basic skills. Will they? Does the personality of that person match the position that they're going into? And then the most important after that is team fit, and they have to meet, meet all of them. And we can go around everyone in our business right now and ask them, what do you like about working here? And that's the team fit. That's the culture. So we know what that is, and we know that if someone doesn't share that, this is not the place for them. You know, here we expect excellence. We expect the extra mile accountability. We expect 100% integrity. We're dealing with people's money and we expect people to, uh, to push, to, to go and do things and attack always. They're always taking the initiative, seize it. And that's how our people operate. So 
very, very different than um, something that's not done with intention. Now, everything from the hiring, even the ad copy in our recruiting ads is written to attract a certain type of person. So it's very, very powerful and it works exceptionally well. You know, when Henry read the ad, he's like, I don't know, this seems kind of a, like, I've been fishing before. This is how you catch a bluefin. Uh, I'm not looking for yellowtail tonight. So <laughs> that's and, why I uh, say, you know, that's why I say dog whistle, right? Now I know there's like dog whistle politics and people have this whole situation. That's not what I'm talking about with dog whistle brand. I'm talking about we're trying to attract yep. a certain type of team member, whether they're working internally for our company. We're trying to attract a certain type of customer, you know, that perfect yep. customer. And there is certain language that you can use that says, you know, hey, you guys are for me. So for me, right, like I work with Bill Watkins and Alliance Pride, right? High performing veteran small business owners. I was like, yo, take my money, you know, throwing back to uh, just kind of remind me of back of what it felt like to be in the military and be an academy grad, right? So having that lingo, like guys like us can say bulkhead. We can say, uh, you know, the yard. To people on the outside, they look at that language. They're like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> you understand whose attention uh, you're yes. trying to attract. You can be a lot more intentional about the words you use, the places you show up to, you know, the networking events, because, you know, a lot of them can be a waste of time. And so uh, I'm all about, you know, building a dog whistle to communicate uh, with your tribe. Now, Henry, John said you came from a more traditional background. What have you learned through the last like couple of years on this uh, entrepreneurial hustle? Yeah, so, I mean, I could write a book on what I've learned, but I think there's certain things that that stand out. Um, I think one is just um, trusting the process, you know, and uh, understanding that it's not going to be the straight path. You know, there's, it's a curvy, windy road. And, um, you know, truthfully, I mean, I, I've kind of experienced both, both sets of that. I've, I've experienced the institutional side, also experienced from the coaching standpoint, kind of, um, the curvy, the curvy path. And so I think what I've learned the most is I think just the mentality that it takes, uh, it's a different mentality uh, when you actually are the owner, um, when you're the one that at the end of the day, the business for it to succeed depends on, you know, you writing those checks <laughs> to, your, the employees and, and making sure that their families are okay. They're depending on that check They, you know, month in month out. And it's a different weight on your shoulders. Um, and I think just understanding that and making decisions based on uh, what's best for not only your, your employees, but your investors. It's um, I think I've learned a lot about that and just kind of just trust, you know, and Hey, there may not be a right or wrong decision, but make the decision and go with it and do the absolute best you can. And I think that's that's been a big learning point, too, is just make a decision, make it make it work. You know, even if it's not the best, it might not be the best decision, but find a way to make it work and you'll get through it. And I think that's allowed us to grow. You know, we've we've just we've we've made decisions. We found ways to get things done, um, getting ready to, you know, turn our first few properties john mentioned yeah, you know we're about to investors are about to get their um you know distributions or capital back and and that's that's real big so we're excited about that and excited about where we're at in that process so um you know coming full cycle on those is is it's a very rewarding process to uh see and look back and say wow we've we've done 
we've done a heck of heck of some great things. And um, I've learned a lot from that experience. Yeah. yeah. I think with business, right, like sometimes in the media, particularly now, like with the Hulu shows, right, they show this like negative side of business, you know, the tech, <laughs> I think with the, we got the WeWork one and they got the Elizabeth Homes and all this other stuff. But when you really talk to business owners, like they very, a lot of them really care about their employees. They care about their clients, the people that they're serving. And I can just hear that as you guys are kind of talking and that's got to be super exciting to be able to get those returns back to your investors because you know you're really selling people on a dream you're inviting people on a journey and to be able to deliver upon that more than anything else that is probably going to be the biggest accelerant because people are going to talk to other people and be like you know john and henry those guys are good you know because when we talk about building brand awareness right the best way to build brand awareness is just to earn and maintain trust yep. start there get off of social media and all this different stuff just deliver the value that you promise people. And if you make a mistake, be open and honest about it and just fight ruthlessly to maintain that trust. And it sounds like that's exactly what you guys are doing. And so as you look to the future, both of you, what do you what is your biggest? I don't know. I would like to say the BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal. What are you all <laughs> shooting for? What do you what does the, the world look like when you reach the success that you want? I, I, would, I think uh, success for us, you know, we want to be literally the, the nation's premier value add um, um, syndicators. You know, we want to be the, the absolute best syndicators um, that create the most wealth for through value add real estate. And that's that's our that's one of our goals. Um, so I think if we can continue to stay on the path we're on, continue to make uh, investors happy, continue to impact communities, giving people a great place to live. That's a very big part of it for us and continuing to help our employees grow and, and see them achieve success. Uh, that's kind of where I, th I think one of the one of the big things that we are in the process of doing. I think we've got a lot of things in place right now to really hit the accelerant button. Um, we've gotten, like John said, we've had 300 some investors, uh, many of those who've been veterans or academy grads. We also have recently had some some bigger partners uh, come in, invest, you know, couple million dollar checks. And, and that that certainly helps to grow the business as well. So kind of combining those two things, being able to continue get larger checks, but at the same time, continue to stay with the, the you know, veteran investor that we've we've found and, you know, continue to add to that. I think that's um, that's I think near near term future. That's where we're going. That's where we want to want to be. We want people to think about Russell Rees as a great value add to um, their, their investments, value add to their communities and something that they are, you know, proud to be a part of, whether it's through investing or working with us or, or being one of our tenants. Love it. What about you, John? So, you know, the strategic plan here is, uh, very, very, very audacious. We want to be able to have 500 million investors that are using mobile devices to be able to invest from anywhere in the world so that we can create financial freedom for those who live in all six of the continents. Uh, I won't say Antarctica, but by then, who knows? It's probably be a desert. If the <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's really where we want to, where the, the long-term puck is going, is we want to create a way for anyone with a mobile device, and there's a billion more mobile devices coming across Asia, south america africa that are not there yet and there's a billion of those that'll be new in the next five years we want to be people to be able to invest on their cell phones 
and create financial freedom and security for their families so that they don't have to grow up the way I did. And that's, uh, that's, I grew up in a very, very meager home with a single mom, very, very little income. And we scraped and scrounged. And uh, I remember showing up to school with the Goodwill clothes on and uh, it was a, it was a tough way to grow up. Um, it was very, very beautiful to go through that because I can look back with such pride and grateful when I help others now, uh, but that's what fuels me. And I don't want anyone to have to go to bed hungry or to go to bed and not want to go to school the next day because they're laughed at because they only have three pairs of clothes. So, um, or to not have the basics um, or to get your power shut off or your, um, your water shut off. So those things, no kid should have to go through that. Um, I know I did for this exact reason to be where I am now. And my deal is I want 500 million of those families out there across the entire world who are able to invest the touch of a button so that they can grow um, and get their own wealth through you know, what we do for people, what we do for others. Because what we are doing is not just about dollars and cents and money and even though we're impacting neighborhoods because it's all workforce housing we're making better better living conditions here it's so we can make better living conditions across humanity and um, that's really where we're going and i uh i'm a believer uh I, i'm a product of the product when it comes to real estate i joined the marine corps with nothing in my name um and then the next thing I got was a pair of camis, <laughs> Reeves, on the, uh, and here I am now with a ton of real estate, ton of assets, and I want to help everyone do the same thing. And I want to help them do it easier, smarter, and safer. So, and that's in every place across this this world. So that's my big hairy audacious goal. Well, that's powerful, and I appreciate you sharing. And hopefully, our listeners that are tuning in can help support you on this next phase of your journey as you guys start to bring this vision to life. So where can people follow you at? How can they get a hold of you and learn more about these uh, opportunities to uh, invest in multifamily real estate? Yeah, there's several ways to get a hold of us. One is just our website, russellreeves.com. You can go there and, and, and access us through there, send an email to us through there. There's our social media. You know, we have we have an Instagram page, um, Russell Reeves Capital, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, you know, um, you, you can reach out to us many different ways. So let's give them one way. Best way is just go to our Instagram on. page. Just go to Russell Reeves Capital on Instagram and message us. That's the easiest way. Or Russell Reeves Capital on Facebook. But Instagram, follow us there. And uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you. We do a lot of educational seminars. We do webinars now where we teach people the basics and the principles before they take any action. It's best to learn, then execute. Don't execute and then learn because it's way cheaper the first way. So, which I'm sure you can appreciate as well, Mike, being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. We'll be sure to include a link to that in the show notes. And for all our listeners tuning in, appreciate you joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to the Dog Whistle Branding Newsletter at the link in the show notes. Sign newsletter at least once a week sharing the latest episode of the podcast. And if there's a topic you'd like me to cover on the show or in the newsletter, feel free to reach out to me at Mike.Stedman. Uh, sorry, Mike at we'reironbound.com or message me on LinkedIn at Iron Mike Stedman. Until next time, peace, love. Have a great rest of your week. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we provide no fluff and high impact brand strategy for veteran owned businesses. We believe that audio is the future of publishing and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. 
You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders. We serve mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Thank you.